Hello and welcome to episode 12 of You Grieving Girl. Today I'm going to talk to you about triggers. Uh, What's a trigger and how I deal with it. So a trigger can be something that reminds you of the person that you lost. It could be a, a song that you might hear or a show on TV. It might be a smell, a food, a place, uh, anything that kind of takes you to a different space while you're grieving. So these last couple of weeks, I've really been dealing with triggers for a variety of reasons, and it's been very difficult for me. Uh, as many this these last couple of weeks have celebrated their fathers, it reminded me of the fact that my father was gone. And what stands out to me, um, a few weeks ago, I was able to just kind of get away for the weekend and unwind. And I was listening to the radio on my phone and they were just talking about their dads and you know, how much they love them and things like that. Now, in the past, I've always uh, knew that Dance With My Father by Luther Vandross was a trigger for me, even for my mom, like thinking about my mom, just that missing that parent, it's always bothered me. And I have not been able to listen to it since before my mom was actually, uh, when my mom actually died. So I knew that if that came on, I didn't want to hear it. I was going to have to turn. But what I didn't consider were that there were other songs that could be a triggering for, that could be triggering for me. Like, you know, the Motown and things like that. Anytime I hear the Temptations, I immediately think of my dad and I, I might get sad, but I can, you know, kind of proceed as normal. Um, but they were <laughs> dedicating a song and it was uh, Will Smith's Just the Two of Us. And when I tell you that I cried my eyes out, it was ridiculous. And so just imagine that I'm on like this mini vacation. I'm in the bathroom, just getting ready in the morning, and I am crying my eyes out, and I'm trying to do it quietly because I don't want the person that I'm with to hear me, you know, <laughs> kind of weeping in the bathroom, and it was it was so tough. It was like gut-wrenching, and I think mostly for me, it was just that it was unexpected. You know, I had so many emotions and the crying was very, you know, like it started off with like that one little Denzel Washington tear and then, you know, it was like a flood and then it was, I want to say like moaning and it was a crazy ride. Like I feel like the song is maybe like three minutes and I'm listening to the words and I'm I'm just thinking about my dad because if you know me, you know that I was a daddy's girl. Like both of my parents loved me so much, but my dad, he really, really loved me. And so 
just thinking about us. And when that song came out, he used to sing that to me all the time. So it just, it, it took me to another place. Now, at the end of the song, I felt so drained, but I also felt relief um, because, I, you know, as I mentioned before, I've I've been numb, and so this was a, an opportunity to kind of let that release. Um, I've been holding so much. And that honestly, like, I thought I was incapable of, of tears, of, of crying, uh, because it's like with my dad, I, I'm sad and I miss him every day, but there's no strong emotion. And I know that I've talked to you guys a lot about, you know, everybody grieves in their own way. And each time you grieve is different, but it just, it felt odd to me that I, I haven't been able to release that. Um, when my dad, when he was in the hospital and I was going through that period where they were calling me and telling me he stopped breathing, you know, I was like autopilot. And then when I finally got that call that, you know, he was gone, I, I had like, I don't even know how to describe it, like this really guttural scream that came from deep within and maybe like twice one when they told me and then when I had I knew that I had to call my brother and and my relatives and this is all like maybe two or three o'clock in the morning and then after that it was like shut off autopilot and nothing and I, I've kind of been in that place you know here or there when he was getting buried and, and seeing him in the casket but other than that I've just been <laughs> just emotionless so it was a relief for me to say hey you're feeling right now because I'm the kind of person I keep everything in and it comes out in other ways like my sleep really the last like month has been terrible and I had these really really vivid dreams of my parents and they you know they start off and then but it's like deep in my uh, subconscious I know that they're not here so seeing them healthy and stuff like that and I don't know if it's normal like other people but if I wake up because I end up waking up several times on the night and then I go back to sleep and it's like I had pressed pause and so it's like I have to complete those dreams but it always kind of ends with my parents disappearing so it felt good to me to kind of get that out in a different way uh, and hopefully my sleep will be less uh, disturbed the further uh, I get into this and, and really allowing myself to feel. Because I preach it to you guys, but sometimes it is hard for me to feel. So while I was really drained and just all over the place, I also took that moment to think about my mom and all of the good times uh, that we had and those times as a family together and, um, you know, them supporting me and everything I did, uh, me knowing you, you don't realize it until 
that person kind of that you depend on is gone. You know, if I go to the doctors and the doctor says something to me, not being able to be like, hey, mom, what, is this, what does this mean? What should I do? Should I be worried? And, you know, not being able to talk to my dad about uh, losing my mom. So I just, I took those moments to really think about all of that love that we had, uh, how my mom would, feel seeing me now I'm especially like I went on a a weight loss journey and lost like 85 pounds I gained it back though COVID weight but anyway um and I cut my hair and you know I've I've experienced new things I, I went to Israel and I got my passport and I did all of these things that I always talk to my mom about and now I'm experiencing it. So I kind of turn that sadness into, you know what, she would be really, really proud. And on how I was, how I'm handling everything and how I handle everything when she was gone. And then my dad, you know, who, again, he loved me so much. Like I used to say it was disgusting how much he loved me. And, you know, I know uh, that he was he was worried about how I would do when he was gone and and even him not sharing, you know, intimate details about his health with me because of that concern. So just knowing that I'm making them proud and, and living my my life in a way that they would be proud of, it, it kind of helps me with this healing. Uh, I also, you know, they're always on my mind. I talk about this all the time about how I think about my parents and my, my grandmother and, and even my aunt that I lost. And I think about them every single day. Like, I don't know if you're experiencing it, but it's the most bizarre feeling. Cause you could be driving down the street and in my head, my dad's gone. Uh, I could be at work thinking, oh, mom and dad are gone. Uh, I could drive by a place. Oh, you know, grandma's gone. And it's every second and it's ridiculous. And it is, you just kind of learn how to coexist with that grief. So, it, it, you know, just remember that when you're triggered, it, it doesn't always have to take you to a negative space. Um, Recently, I've had friends that have lost their parents, and um, it's been really hard for me, even like after my mom died, when someone would lose a a parent, and it was just, it would hurt so much, because I know what that feels like, and Now that both of my parents are gone, and especially like, you know, some of them, they were caregivers. And so I know what that feels like, that that constant stress, that constant anxiety every time the phone rings, uh, the back and forth trips to the hospital, you know, all of those things, things that unless you experience it, you, you may not understand. And with that guilt that comes when they're gone. Uh, You know, in the moment, it's really stressful for you. But as you uh, move along, you know, it's, it's a relief. And it took me a minute to not be ashamed of 
that relief that I felt that, hey, I only have to worry about myself now. Um, I don't have to, you know, go to doctor's appointments and explain procedures to my parents or make decisions on certain forms of care or, you know, even do do they want to be resuscitated. And those are things that, that kind of weigh you down. And it takes some time after that loss to step away from that. And so when I, I heard of this loss, I really ached for them because I know that it's not easy. And, you know, the well-meaning people who, you know, oh, well, at least they're not sick or, you know, they lived a good life. And though no one wants to hear that because in the end, yeah, you know, they could have been on their deathbed, but that's still your mom, your dad, your grandma, your friend, your cousin. And you need uh, you need to be okay with that. And it, it's really difficult sometimes when you have outside people uh, making statements to them. And they, and they don't mean any harm, but, you know, it, it happens. And so... I don't think it'll ever be a time where I'm not triggered by hearing of someone's death, uh, especially, you know, the death of a parent or, or grandparent or something like that, because people that I, I care for, um, it, it just affects me stronger. It's, it's a crazy emotion, and I, I hope eventually that it will you know, die down a little bit because it hasn't for me in these last five years with my mom. And now I'm just, I'm, I'm starting that over. So when I hear of people losing their loved ones, I just, I do my best to support them. You know, I, I might call them, I might send them a text. Uh, funerals are very difficult for me. So I, I really, have to pick and choose uh, with uh, whether I'm going to attend or not. And, and right now, I'm just, I'm not in that place. Uh, I like to call them or, or check up on them a few weeks after this because in the beginning, there's that bum rush of people. But afterwards, you know, when you're alone or you're having a rough day or, or maybe you have to go back to work and just kind of, Sending a text, not even, you know, asking questions and, and, and nosy. And if I could just remind everyone, like, do not ask people how they feel. I guarantee you they feel crummy. They feel hurt. They feel lost. They feel numb. And they don't want to always talk about that. Like, for me, my default is I'm okay. And I may be, before you called, I might have been like in a fetal position, you know, just call and be like, hey, just checking in to say, hey, uh, with me, I'm very silly. Here's a, a funny picture of my dog or, hey, here's a throwback a picture of us and just stuff like that. And just to let them know that there is someone that's thinking about them. Uh, I don't even really say to them, you know, I understand because yes, we've both lost uh, parents, uh, but it it's going to be different for you and those relationships that you had and those interactions. And so I can empathize and I may understand more than someone who hasn't had someone, uh, you know, pass away that was close to them. But 
that grief that grief experience is tailored to each individual and I can't uh, know exactly what that person is feeling and you know even though it it sucks and boy does it suck to randomly burst into tears it's very cathartic um that that weight off your shoulders and that I think it's your body's way of telling you that hey you're experiencing this don't run away from it if you keep trying to hold it in like me it's we have to release ourselves. It's either that or, you know, you're going to, I don't know, run your blood pressure up or you're going to be really grumpy. You might fall into a depression and, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I hate it. It is crazy, but I just, I don't want you to be uh, be embarrassed if you're like me because I don't like to cry around people. And, you know, I don't feel, as I've said, and then, bam, I am a slobbering mess. It is, it can be embarrassing for you, but for me, I, I kind of got past that embarrassment, and it is what it is. If I cry, like my friends know, uh, a few of my coworkers know, and it is what it is, and I just, I, I gotta let, her, let it ride. You know, dr grief is not... Um, a race. It's a journey. And so it's going to be what it's going to be. And so you're, the best thing that you can do is just embrace the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between and just let it ride. And I know that there will be more of these moments. Um, they're going to be unexpected and stressful. And I understand that that's just a part of my healing. So I hope that this helps somebody who's maybe been triggered or hasn't experienced that yet. Because the first time you experience it is like you don't know what is happening. And I know with me, uh, it felt like in the beginning, I'm like, wait, it's been... Uh, months now why am I still crying like they were gone yesterday but it, it's just it's one of those things and so you you gotta do what you gotta do and, and grieve the best way that you are able to and don't let anyone uh, make you feel like you shouldn't uh, be grieving in this way so your get it girl guidance for today is just to take a minute and, and think about your loved ones. Uh, it, it hurts, but you can find joy in that pain. Think about, you know, what you love about them, what you miss. Um, and, you know, what would they love to see you do? Or are they proud of you? Or, or maybe you've had children and what would they think of them? Or if you're like me, a pet or, or just anything. And, and, and. I, I know that you can't always do it because when it hurts, it hurts. But do your best to find those moments where you can can find those joys. And, and you'll find that the triggers will still be difficult, but you're able to move on quicker and, and not dwell in that pain. And 
don't freak out if you have a meltdown, you know, be gentle with yourself. It's normal uh, because, you know, you're grieving, girl. It, it's completely okay. Meltdowns are allowed uh, during that grief product, uh, process. And really, I feel like everybody, even if they aren't grieving, should have a meltdown every little now and then because you know it just gotta keep you on your toes and and help you to readjust uh your your thinking so i i thank you again for joining me today and if you enjoy uh, you grieving girl please share it with others um i really have uh had experiences with people who have found it to be helpful. So like I always say, sharing is caring. We're all in this together. And make sure that you like us on Facebook if you haven't, uh, on Instagram, um, and join us in our discussion group. And you can, you know, just talk with like-minded people and most importantly, I want you to take care of yourself. And with that, thank you so much for joining us.